The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It's Friday, September 22nd, 2017, season 13, episode number 44. Welcome to another edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Appreciate you guys taking some time with us today. How's everybody doing? It's Thursday. Nope, it's Friday. Thursday in the Cowboys world. In in, in the Cowboys world of your work, Derek Thursday, Eagleton's but it world, is it's Friday. Friday. Everybody... Friday night. Every, whatever. The Cowboys are working tomorrow, so I'll be working tomorrow. It's Thursday. Okay. Just because you're working doesn't it's mean it's... Friday, Friday. Really? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just got paid. Remember that song, Nick? Today payday? Friday night. Today's not actually payday, I though. Feel right. In sync. Yeah. Parties here on the West. That was not in right. sync. That's Just got paid. Was in sync. Well, I oh, it's not in. Not the one up. I'm thinking about. Oh, maybe they. Maybe they. Yeah. Derek's talking Come on, about. Derek doesn't listen to that. Early, no, I don't. Listen to that. This was a '90s song. Early '90s hip hop. I can't remember who it was. Singing oh, Montel it, was, it wasn't hip hop. It was. Do it. He it says it's like Friday R&B. night. Yeah. Does he? Doesn't he say it? That's Friday night parties. Here? And I feel all right. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's not what I was talking about though. Doing well. Reach for my. <laughs> I need some more soul on this show. Doing well, Derek. All right, everybody good? Like yeah. What, like you want some Keith Sweat or something like that? Yeah, that works. That works. All right, we're going to talk some Cowboys football. Uh, we got to get you guys ready, even though Dave thinks it's Thursday. It's really Friday, so we got to get you guys ready because we won't be back on the air again before the Cowboys play on Monday night. So, uh, and I, just as a, a side note, just so you guys are aware, on Monday, although we'll all be in, um, in Arizona, in Phoenix, Brian Broaddus and Nate uh, will be back here at the Star, and they're going to do a show that they're calling two for the road, um, and it's going to be at noon, I think, at noon on Monday. Uh, and they'll get you guys ready for the game. So make sure you check that out. That should be a really, really fun show, uh, and they'll be able to give you guys all the latest and greatest on what's happening before our pregame show, which obviously happens from the field um, and from the studio. Sounds like a really loud the- show. <laughs> brought us in. That sounds about right, yeah. yeah. A, lot of, a lot of loudness and, yeah. and a lot of points and – I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It should be a lot of uh, a lot of information. Sure to too. tune into that one. Brian gets serious when he starts to host, though. Yeah, you know, yeah. you can bet there's going to be a game involved. Oh yeah, there's going to be a game. <laughs> the guy here's been in jail. That's right. That is true. Well, I don't know if that's true, but yeah, we're all doing well. We appreciate you calling in. What's your question? <laughs> Get to it. <laughs> all right, so let's jump in. Since 1962. Yeah. Let's start first with uh, with talk on injuries and see where the Cowboys are. There were four players uh, that did not practice yesterday. Cheetah Bay, Awuzier, um, Nolan Carroll, Stephen Paya, and Anthony Hitchens. Anthony Hitchens is the only guy that, that we knew for certain wasn't going to practice. There was some question about whether uh, Cheetah Bay would be back, uh, but he didn't practice. Nolan Carroll, I, I don't feel like it's probably much of a chance he's going to play this week, but – uh, he is in the concussion protocol. And then, of course, Stephen Paya uh, with the knee. And that's a knee that, that according – I think, Nick, you were talking about this back during training camp. This is something that's been a recurring thing for him, and it's something they're going to have to just kind of manage. Dave was. was it Dave? I'm sorry. That will ha- They'll just have to manage throughout. I didn't the- know he was on the team. Stephen Paya? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Why don't you catch, me, uh, catch us up on all of those injuries and, and where you think they are and uh, in preparation for Monday's game. Stephen Paya, that's going to be a recurring theme through the season. I, I mean – 
you keep an eye on it. I can't say for you can never say for sure that he's going to play, given that he didn't practice. But that's just a that's a career thing. They they took they gave him days off in training camp. They held him out of some preseason games to help him deal with it. He had a big old rap on it on um, Wednesday, first time we saw the team. Uh, actual Wednesday or Dave's Wednesday? Actual Wednesday, Good, which okay. was actually Tuesday. Got it. Okay. Um, it was no, it was fake Tuesday. Actual Wednesday, whatever. You get my point. Um, so that's that's the pain management thing. I don't anticipate it holding him out. I think they're just being smart with him. Um, Cheeto did rehab yesterday. Did not. Wasn't even limited. Didn't participate at all. It's, I mean, there's still a couple days to go. They haven't practiced it yet on Friday, and they have a practice tomorrow. So. Uh, not ruling him out yet, but that's not a good sign. Um, just, I mean, typically you want a guy practicing when the week starts. Yeah, I don't get a great vibe from Nolan Carroll. Although just last week, Ron Leary was the same way and he wound up suiting up, but it just depends on the severity and particularly. And the person, like how. Particularly with head injuries, I don't really like speculating on that. So that's something to keep an eye on. And then. Um, He's not going to play in this Cardinals game, but I was very impressed that uh, Anthony Hitchens was out there doing rehab already. And um, I actually talked to him about it in the locker room yesterday, and he said, yeah, you know, the the diagnosis was four to six weeks, and it's been about four. So he wasn't doing anything crazy out there. He was just doing resistance work and kind of backpedaling and sidestepping. But the fact that he's out there moving around and doing things, you know, that are somewhat athletic is really encouraging. Like, I mean – who know? I mean, it doesn't sound like it's going to be too long before he'll be able to get back into a practice. So yep. that's encouraging. Orlando Skandrick also returned to practice in a limited way yesterday. Uh, Nick, what are we thinking about him? Uh, I mean, he, he's made it pretty clear that he is uh, going to play. He, he said after the uh, Giants game, or he said this week that after the Giants game, they knew it was going. He was going to be out a, a game. So we were like, okay, well, just a game. He's like, I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be ready to play. So. Um, you know what, what they put on it, and to you know to kind of protect it, protect the the scar, and you know the the wound there. But I, I don't know. They, they'll have a few days to work on that to see exactly you know what what fits best for him. You know, so what he can grab, and you know, so he can catch the ball and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. Okay. That being said, and I know that typically on what would be a Thursday, we wouldn't do inactives. But like I said, this is the last show we have. So the best we can, we're going to try to put together a bit of an inactives list, understanding that there's still a lot that has to happen between today's practice and tomorrow's practice uh, before we will know for sure um, who will be inactive on Sunday. But I do think that we can all agree that there are four names that will be on the inactive list. Darren McFadden, Jonathan Cooper, um, Cooper, Anthony, Rush. Cooper Rush, and Anthony Hitchens. Those four definites. We all agree? Sounds about right. All right. So we have three more spots, and uh, and we have about, I don't know, I'm thinking roughly about six names that could possibly fall onto those three other spots. Nolan Carroll, Noah Brown, Charles Tapper, Demontre Moore, Cheeto Bay Ouzier, and Benet ben Benwickery. No love for Taco, Taco Charlton. Charlton. Let's throw him on there, too, Taco Charlton. Actually, so, actually, there is love for Taco Charlton. That's why Taco. I put him on there. That's true. Uh, so... Those names, I need to get. I need you guys to give me three guys. Just that drop. That just sounds like he's at like 
He's like at a drive-thru or something Taco. Like that. That's the draft call, I bet. <laughs> yeah, it's when they yeah, first when called him. Jason he's, called he's ordering some tacos. Did you say, Jay, I'm sorry, Coach. Did you say you wanted a burrito or a... Taco. Yeah. Yeah, it does sound like that, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Hey, uh, Amber, why don't we start with you? Give me, uh, Those names, give me three guys you think end up on the uh, injury... I mean, I'm sorry, on the uh, inactives list. I'm going to start off with um, Cheeto. You think Cheeto doesn't make it? Okay. Yeah. Um, go over it again real quick. Nolan Carroll, Taco Charlton, Noah Brown, Charles Tapper, Demontre Moore, and Benet Benwickery. Cheeto, Noah Brown, and then um, probably not Benny. I don't I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they're going to go down that road again. <laughs> well, well, I mean, maybe like Nolan mistake. Carroll. Nolan Carroll, you think? Just because of the concussion. Yeah. But okay. I think yeah, I think I would go with those three. Okay. Dave. I'm going Nolan, Cheeto, <clears throat> and then take your pick between one of those defensive ends. I think in in a perfect politic free world, you would probably sit Taco, but I won't be surprised if it's Tapper because Taco is a first round pick and that's a bad look. So real bad look. Um one of the I think one of those two guys, because you need you need Ben Wickery. Uh, I think, and Demontre Moore was one of your best ends in training camp, and I mean, I don't think I don't I don't know that two weeks away is a bad a big enough deal that he can't be active for this game. I think that would kind of surprise me. I just don't know why there's such a love fest for Noah Brown. Like I don't see it. I don't really know why. I mean, I know Dave. I know you like him. I, for what? My my thing is more – well, I guess that's true. Honestly, you're absolutely right. I love Noah Brown in the long term. I, right. do, I don't care about him being active for this game. I guess if you were really hell-bent on it, you could dress all your ends and sit Noah Brown down. That that's kind of what I'm me. thinking. I'd rather do that. I'd rather exp- – I mean, they're going to close the roof, right? They're not going to keep – I, I would, I would think assume It's going to so. be in the 90s. I wouldn't expect them okay. to. You never know. That's although I mean I don't know that Terrence Williams is completely out of the woods with his ankle either though. Got some reports he was limping around a little bit. Did hear that? Yes. I don't know. I mean I guess that's I just I feel like five receivers is is enough. But then again, nine defensive linemen is certainly enough too. Um, you know you, you don't know if you need more and Tapper active, but I probably would do that. It's almost like we need another day of practice to really see what all's <laughs> going on here. Well, it is just a Thursday. So. Yeah, I know. Know what he was saying? Yeah, I know. It's kind of my point. Maybe we should That's do a special Saturday edition of the break. You Maybe could come in and we—I don't know. We could play a game. We could, no, okay. Hey man, sorry. You can come in. Yeah, I you'll am, be here. I am coming. Have in. fun. I'll be here. As a matter of fact, why don't we do a just a, a special edition of the break with Dave Hellman, where I just, you just sit up on the mic and you just go for an hour. Sit up. I could tiny gym. <laughs> well, sorry. Uh, you sit at the mic. <laughs> And you just go, here, wow. That's what you said. <laughs> you just sit at the mic and you go for an hour. Let's just, that'd be good. Okay, set it up. Um, we'll do that. I, I really, I get the vibe that both of these cornerbacks are going to sit. I, I don't know. That, maybe I'll be wrong, but that's kind of how I feel. So then take your pick between either defensive lineman, Noah Brown is another good consideration. So if they both sit. You'd be you'd be down. You'd have four. four corners. You move Ben Wickery up, and then I would guess Xavier Woods is probably your emergency DB again. It's not ideal. Which actually that brings me to another point. I don't know where you would get it from, but 
this certainly seems like if Cheeto and Nolan Carroll both can't play, this seems like a situation where you might call up a Marquez White from the practice squad if you really wanted to. Again, I don't know where that cut comes from, though, because this roster is pretty jam-packed right now. But if yeah. neither if neither one of these guys can go, yeah, trim these running backs at some point, right? Got to figure it out, right? Trim, cut something. Maybe you? maybe today we'll find out a little bit more about Zeke. Maybe you know we'll find out like if this is. I'm not even gonna begin to try to figure out exactly what the status is, but I know this is another hurdle for him or for the NFL actually to move. Does the circuit court have to make a decision today? Is that I think that's what they I think it could happen. Okay. You know, and the Cowboys are probably putting a little pressure on this. I don't know if you, they can pressure the circuit court. Yeah, I don't know if you can pressure the federal government, but <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah. They are the Cowboys. Jerry Jerry Barry, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't underestimate Jerry, but um I you know, this is this is kind of a tough situation because of things like that. You need this roster spot and you're protecting your your running back situation because of it. Because what if they just rule today that oh that he's going to serve his suspension, you know, 6 games starts next week. And I mean, then they obviously have that's why they've been keeping these running backs like that. They can't right. just cut someone else because of that. So I I I would imagine this won't get dragged on for too much longer. We'll we'll know quickly and i think when that happens we'll, you know they'll figure that out that maybe that's the spot maybe it is i don't know but if if you're really in a situation where you're down two corners and you only have four going into a game it sounds smart to me to bring somebody up i just don't know where you cut i will say this i don't know that they look at it as they only have four corners because i think it's i think they think they're thinking of xavier woods as a corner not only that but jason garrett reminded everybody himself that byron jones can do it in a pitch. right so, so really, if, you, if you're thinking of Xavier Woods as a guy that's going to drop down and play in the slot, now you've got five, and you've got Byron Jones who could drop down. Now you've got six. They really are going into game day with six guys that can play corner if they need to. The Cardinals receivers are kind of banged up, too. Um, yeah. They've got uh, John Brown. It's been, uh, He's got a quad. He's got a quad injury, and then I, I think J.J. Nelson was limited in practice. With Which he's been their best receiver so far. Yeah. yeah. He scares the crap out of me in this game. Super fast. Well, we're going to get to that. I have a couple questions for you okay. guys. And as a matter of fact, let's go ahead and jump into that. Let's uh, let's get to some of these questions that I have. I have three questions that I'm going to throw to you guys um, that talk about this matchup. And I want you guys will go across the table and have everybody uh, give a shot at it. The first one is, who is the bigger offensive threat in this game? J.J. Nelson or Larry Fitzgerald? Nick, let's start with you. Um, I, I would say probably still fits because of just how crafty that he, he can be, um, you know, kind of in a Demarius Thomas type of role, but, but, you know, he's not, a, he's older than Demarius, of course, but still, I mean, this guy led the NFL in catches last year. Not, not, this isn't like, oh, he's not that good of a player. I mean, he's, with his quarterback, not playing. Yeah. Well, by the I mean, 109 catches. That was more than Antonio Brown, more than Beckham, more than anyone in the league. So he can still be productive and make plays, and um, I think I think you have to look at that. Uh, Nelson is a is a really good speed guy. You just got to be aware of that. But I think you know if you're going to go and move the ball up and down the field, I think Fitzgerald's a guy that could give you fit, fits all day. Wow, nice I Amber into that. <laughs> I th- I thought it was funny. I didn't really. I'll go with, go with Nelson. It. Just stat wise, I'm gonna. Stick to that. and oh, those stats, don't you? Yeah. Stats this year or <laughs> stats in his career? career no, stats? what we're seeing right now okay. for for this season, 
Nelson has two touchdowns. Fitz doesn't have any. Um, Nelson has more yards. Catches. Fitz doesn't. Yeah. So I'm just going to go with who who has been more productive as of right now. Okay, Dave. Nelson actually has seven straight games with a touchdown going back to last year. And, I mean, all credit in the world to Larry Fitzgerald. He's a Hall of Famer. But I don't think of this offense as one that's going to, like, methodically move the ball down the field. I think they're looking for the big play. Like, they chunk it up there. And I just wrote this out. You got a first-year starter in Jeff Heath at safety, Byron Jones. You got a corner in Jordan Lewis who's probably probably going to have to play every snap. Second game, Anthony Brown in his second year. Byron Jones is in his third year, but second year as a starting safety and hasn't impressed a ton of people to this point. I am terrified that they might be able to hit some of those big plays, honestly, just based on what we've seen through the preseason and the first couple games of the season. That's That wouldn't be shocking to me. So uh, he's a guy that you have to account for. And if it means doubling him and getting hurt by Fitzgerald or somebody else because of it, I'm honestly okay with that because, again, that's – that's Marinelli anyways. Let him do everything in front of you. Just don't give up that back-breaking play. One thing I will say, though, too, is um, it seems like – and guys can correct me if I'm wrong – but it seems like most of the plays last week when the Cowboys were getting beat, they weren't the kind of plays that were down the sideline, you know, big chunk plays down the sideline. And I don't think we've seen that even in the preseason when they were having some issues. In the preseason, it seemed to be those deeper crossing routes – in this last game, it was more routes that were kind of double moves. They would go inside and then fake and then come back out. Or they would, you know, it was yards after catch kind of stuff more than it was just beat them down the sideline. And Arizona seems to have the kind of game where they like to chunk it up, but they like to get those chunk plays, as you were saying yesterday, the 15 to 20 yard um, comeback route or the fifth, you know, or they're going down the, down the, the field. I, I don't want to, I don't want to oversimplify, but like the Cardinals just look like they're playing NFL blitz. Remember to bomb, yeah. like yeah. just run just throw it up and just chunk. And that doesn't that's seem the kind of thing that's been beating them so far. Maybe it's because they haven't well, run up against this kind of team yet, right? Well, I think that, you know, when you look at what Denver was able to do, I think it all, you know, was, was a product of their running game. That they, they were able to run, they were able to have then misdirections, play actions on top of that, those, you know, boots that, that Simeon was doing. And then, you know, he had guys open in the flat, but it all started there. So I think that the key there for the Cowboys is going to be. You know, can they stop the run, and how many guys does it take to do it? I mean, with all those deep balls, you, they got to stop it within you know the front six seven. guys or you know seven, but but a lot of times they're going to be a nickel. That's true. They got to stop them with those six guys because they need those kind of guys on the back end. The Cardinals, man, if the Cardinals run well, maybe not even as well as Denver did, but if the Cardinals run well, that's I just feel like Bad. that's a problem for the whole season. I agree because this line is not great. These running backs, I mean. Chris Johnson is geriatric by NFL standards. And Kerwin, Kerwin Williams, I don't even know who that is. That's the equivalent of, like, uh, Ben Molina, who was here a couple years later. Who are you? He's a seventh-round pick who's mainly been on practice squads, and he's kind of been on Arizona for a couple years as a role player. Like, if these guys are gashing you, I, that's bad for the for every – And a questionable player. secondary, by the way. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, questionable um, uh, offensive line. By Very questionable. Yeah, so, like, yeah. yeah. This, that would be bad, in my opinion. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, I have a couple more questions for these guys. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? 
Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on direct TV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 direct TV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military, and Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up to help with financial education, career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag TroopThanks, that's hashtag TroopThanks, and by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. It's bowling night with friends and you're hanging out together. You picked up a spare, but you're craving something better. A thirst runs deep inside, you don't know what to do. You crave a nice cold Dr. Pepper and a hero to save you. Crave Rider. You like the wave of Dr. Pepper when you're craving Dr. Pepper. Crave Rider. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Pick up an ice cold 20 ounce bottle today. Dr. Pepper. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you back to the break welcome back second segment of the break live from the swbc mortgage studios at the star uh, we're talking cowboys versus cardinals we have a few questions and i'm running at uh, running out of these guys about the matchup we already talked about the biggest offensive threat uh, my next question is who is the bigger defensive threat patrick peterson or chandler jones dave let's start with you uh all respect. You know Chandler Jones is second in the league in sacks yes, over do. the last like two years. Yes, which is surprising because you don't hear him thrown up there. But he's a very productive. I know when he got traded, a lot of a people, big deal. Yeah, a lot of people were like, "Man, how do you trade a guy that good?" But you know, Patriots, Patriots <laughs> get away with doing. Patriots stuff like are going to do what they're going to do. Yeah, and it's going to work out for him more yeah. often than not. Uh, I'm going to go with Pat Pete because all I was going to say all respect in the world to Chandler Jones, but. I'm I'm just riding with Tyron Smith in damn near any matchup because he's that good. And from what I've seen, Chandler Jones doesn't bounce around the way that Von Miller does. So I don't expect him coming off Lyle Collins' side. So uh, meanwhile, Patrick Peterson, I think, is the best cover corner in the league. And Dez is good, but not the best receiver in the league. So that's that'll present some problems, I think. All right, Amber? No, I'll agree to that. I think the offensive line is not going to struggle like we saw in the last game, the Cowboys offensive line. So they'll be able to handle Chandler Jones pretty well. I just think that Peterson would be more concerning just because he's 
going against Des Bryant. And we know we've been talking about Des all week, basically just kind of whether how involved he's going to be, how many catches he's going to actually be able to catch, and how accurate Dak Prescott needs to be in order to get that ball right in Des's hand. I just think that Peterson will be more of a struggle here. I feel like I answered this yesterday. I don't know. Yeah. Did we talk about okay. We talked about it a little bit. I don't know that anybody kinda nailed it down as far as exactly who they thought, but I, I still I still go with Peterson. Just for that reason of you know, I like the like the matchup better with Tyron over against Chandler Jones. He's kind of a, a long, you know, lean guy. You don't have to like get your hands on him. But as far as the, the Des Peterson matchup, I mean that's gonna be a good one. And I think Des will win some, but I think for the most part Peterson is just he's just so good and and so quick, and then he's got the strength too. I mean, I think he could play the slot and he could play the outside. He could cover tight ends and a slot guy. This is obvious, but and it goes back to the point Nick was making about you know maybe all these Cowboys receivers are just pretty good and not great, but that's going to be challenging. But you can offset that if these other guys are winning their matchups. Yeah. That's exactly why I was going to go the opposite way on this. If you're saying the biggest defensive threat. Let's assume for a second Peterson does manage to take Dez completely out of the game. If those other guys can win their matchups and you could still run the ball, then the threat really is no threat. It just changes how you have to move the ball against him. The flip side to that is if Chandler Jones can, can manage to get pressure, even if he does it a few times in the game, if it's at the right time in the game, it can change the game, right? So I think the bigger threat here is, is Chandler Jones uh, because Patrick Peterson, again, out there on the outside, hits only one of him. If he completely takes Dez out of the game, it still doesn't stop the Cowboys from moving the ball because they have a lot of other weapons. Right. I got into an argument about that with Emmanuel Acho yesterday, actually, because I and I said it on this show too that I think Tyron Matthew is a great, great player, but I don't think of him as a great cover guy. I think he's a guy that Cole Beasley can get the better of at least a few times. Yeah. And Manny disagreed with me he's a big fan of Matthew he thinks Matthew is better big fan of big fan of his game so we had a pretty vehement disagreement about that so I'll be interested to see how that plays out I I go with you on that one you've seen him more you've seen him play a lot more I I think I would say that's fair and I'm I think the world of him I think he's he is an impact player and and ironically he made a play on the ball to win the game for Arizona and Indy last week but he's a playmaker that's he's a playmaker he's a playmaker I don't think of him as a great cover guy and we'll see if he if i'm right or wrong you can't get that seat in new york if you're not like if you're on defense yeah you can't be one of the heisman finalists if you're not making plays i know he was punt returner and and doing some things that way but he had the ball in his hands a lot and a lot of that happened on defense you're right has an uncanny knack to get to the football it's freaky really and that's that's where he makes his impact though i don't he's not a guy that takes receivers out of the game he actually it's probably better if he lets him catch the ball because then he has a chance to do something you think if an arizona reporter came into the press conference and said hey garrett what's your what's your plan on the honey badger i think he'd know he's not gonna be like i don't think garrett would say i don't know who that is i think everybody knows who the honey badger is i think everybody but who are you does he still go by that name though he hated it in college because oh he did yeah well he learned to love it because he hate because it's like a honey badger is like this small furry woodland animal it doesn't sound very intimidating but then I think he kind but of, he's pretty it's he, a pretty crafty animal he though, did right? some research on what exactly it meant and I think he kind of I, I still I think he would prefer to be tyrant but he doesn't hate it like he used to I think if you're a defensive back in the NFL and you have a nickname you know that everyone 
knows you by that that that's the kind of notoriety that you're he doesn't refer he doesn't refer to himself as honey badger the way denoris jenkins refers to himself as jackrabbit hey man that way it's the badge what's up yeah exactly it's the the badge (laughs) just me badger (laughs) all right final question final question if the cowboys lose it will be because one they fail to run the ball effectively or two they gave up too many big plays in the passing game let's start with nick this time Gave up too many big plays in the past game or they don't run the ball effectively. Um, passing game, you know, they, they'll give up some some big plays there. I mean, the, they'll both go hand in hand, I would think, but they're going to run the football and they're going to they're gonna get back on track. That's what they do. They'll, they'll be fine. But I'm not – I don't know about all those corners and who's going to be there. And, and I, I, you know, you still – Carson Palmer, he's still pretty good, I guess. I mean, still can chunk it out there. Yeah. So. So he can he can chunk it. I don't know if I don't know how good he is, but he can throw the ball. I think you got to get after him. I mean, big time. You got to like send a lot of. I, I would send a lot of blitzes in this game. His, I hate to contradict you here. I'm not saying that won't work, but I think actually Brian's story today. He's a he's pretty damn good when he's pressured. Like when, yeah. when and when not you send people after him. His rating is in the triple digits. Not only that, but. If you notice, the Cowboys blitzed a lot early in that last game. They never got home. And that's that's been my criticism of the Cowboys for years. Like, they'll blitz, but when they blitz, it's rare that they are good at blitzing. It's like they just basically send that extra guy and he just gets swallowed up by the offensive line. I haven't seen them be a really good blitzing team. I think they're better when they just try to stick with four. And if you're going to send – if you're going to send that guy from somewhere that's unconventional, still make it four, maybe drop a defensive end into coverage. But I just don't think they're a great blitzing team. No, they're not. And they're not. But I think, I mean, you have to be. And, and the, the better that Demarcus Lawrence is, the the better that they'll be all, you know, it sure. all yeah. across the line there. I mean, he's got to continue to, to be at this pace, which is no longer two a game because they took a half sack away from yeah. him. But he's still at three and a half. He has a chance to be multi sack game. Again, let me modify that just a bit. There is one blitz I think they do well, and that's corner. the corner blitz, right? Yeah. Obviously, they do that really well. But when it comes to blitzing linebackers, I just don't. I, don't, I haven't seen it. I don't like it. I I think the opposite though. Um, I don't, I hate to admit this, but that performance in Denver has me kind of shook. Like offensively, yes, because again, we've seen them have to grind out games on the ground before. We've never seen them look that inept. Not Right, so why would that have you shook more than it would be like it that has, was an aberration? Be, because it was that. You've never seen it. it. It was just so bad that I have right. a hard time just being like, yeah, they'll bounce, they'll bounce back. They'll be their regular selves. Because, I mean, I, we both agree they had a good running game against New York, but it still wasn't hey, what we're used to seeing. Can I, I'm going to throw yeah. some history here. Okay. You ever heard of Joe Johnson? When you think of Joe Johnson, what do you Boxer. think? Boxer. I think of the – Jack Johnson. Isn't there a basketball player? The basketball player? Johnson? Yeah. yeah. Went to Arkansas. Good player. Yeah. He went to uh, Arkansas, Shoeless Joe Johnson. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. Shoeless Joe Jackson. Joe Jackson. That's right. I got them all confused. We're killing this. Yeah, right we're now. awesome this is right a great, great Joe Johnson played for the New Orleans Saints as a defensive lineman in 1998. And they the, the Cowboys – I should remember that. But Cowboys went to play them in a game – and they lost. I think it was like twenty-two to six, something like. Cowboys that. lost. Yes, and I think Emmett had a day. I don't know for sure. I'm, I'm that here. wasn't the Christmas Eve game. No, no, no. Okay, Emmett. I think had about twelve carries for nine yards, something like that. And Larry Allen got whipped by Joe Johnson. I mean, just couldn't do anything. Joey. Yep. Wow. Larry Allen that just destroyed 
to tears actually after the game. Yeah. Wow. I didn't came know back. I cry. Pretty good player. Went to the Hall of Fame, first ballot, all that stuff. I'm gonna have to do my research on that game exactly, but I'm just saying that was an aberration. He got his ass kicked that game. They came back. So let's just see. You're I absolutely right. And I'm not saying that they are gonna struggle, but I'm just I it's hard for me to just be like, yeah, they're just gonna completely turn it on and run for one eighty like we're used to seeing. So and my point is that that's the biggest thing for me is to get that going. Because if you're running the ball and controlling the clock and keeping them off the field, that's fine if they hit two or three big passing plays because you're just going to be grinding the ball down the field and holding the ball for the majority of the time. But if they can't run again... You didn't take your optimism pill today. I don't. I'm not an optimistic person. That's what I'm saying. This is this I is always this is truly just worst. this is truly just pessimism as it at its best. Well, if what you've seen if what you've seen over an entire year was one thing, and then okay. all of a sudden are, in one game you no, see something completely stop, opposite. Stop. Stop. Because that's not the same at all. This is why not? Because there's two new members of this line. Three fifths of the line is different. Yes, but, different group. but three-fifths of this line are the best in the NFL. Like, at their position, they are all pros, best at their position. So, yeah, there are two different pieces in there, but I, those other three I, are I, the I do best not, at what they do. I do weren't not they a, there in 2015? They yeah, they weren't as good, though. You, you think they were as good in 2015 as they were last year? No, those, I'm three guys? those three guys were also there. They're were you in still Hawaii. talking about the same guys? Yeah, but but were they as good in 2015 as they were last year? That's the point maybe, that he's making. Maybe though, they were better with those. No, 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 no. you understand what I'm when I, you understand what I'm saying when I say were they better? I'm talking about as you go on in your career, you get better. They were younger in their careers. I would I would pose the the the, the thought that. They weren't as good in 2015 as they were a year later. They got better. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. You get better. It's three completely different groups. Like, in 2015, you still had Free and you had Lyle playing guard. Then last year, you had Free and you had Ron Leary. Now, I'm not saying they're bad. I am saying I, it's not my style to just assume it's going to be great until I, unless I've seen it. I'm not, well, yeah, it'll be fine. They'll be fine because I want them to be fine. That's basically what you're saying. Right, but no, what I'm saying is what I'm saying is the evidence, and it can you, you don't even have to go back to Have last year. Two games of evidence. Exactly. You don't have to go back to last year. You agreed that week one they ran the ball well. Well, so, but not great. Okay, they ran it well. They ran it, they ran it as good, if not better, than they did yes. last year when they played the same defense, yes. right? So that being said, we have evidence that this year, this offensive line and this running game has been really good. So that's... We also have evidence that they're that they've been That they were really bad against Denver. Like... Again, not just bad, like, oh, they only ran for 70 yards. Like, crap. Yes, I get it. I okay. get it. As but long my, as you get it. But my point still is that I think that there's way more evidence that suggests that they're a really good running team than there is that they're not a good running team. I think you have about the same amount of evidence both ways as it stands right now, and that's why it concerns me. And if you want to pump sunshine, you can do that's that. That's not sunshine. That's, that's just... My job is I I'm, evaluation. I hang out in the realm of realism, and no, you hang you, out in the no. Realm you just finished saying you hang out in the world of pessimism. Somebody's got to. That's not realism. That's pessimism. I think that they should be fine, but I'm not ready to give them the benefit of the doubt. They don't deserve it after last week. Okay, that I can agree with. All they right. don't deserve benefit of the doubt. Okay, they that's don't. all I'm saying. Okay, got it. We're on the same page. All right. So Amber, did you answer the final question? I did not. You got Dave took over right there. I'm sorry. <laughs> He, he tends to um, go on tangents sometimes. If they lose, you said if they lose, right? It would be because of the passing If they game lose, it will be because game. they fail to run the ball effectively or because they gave up too yeah. many big plays in the passing game. Um, 
I just think they're both oh. they're both, both very close <laughs> to each other. I think it will come down to whatever the offensive line is able to do because that will affect Zeke running the ball at the same time as it will affect Dak having enough time to kind of throw those balls. Wait, no, no. Be, to be clear, I was saying they they gave up too many big plays in passing game. So it's either because the Cardinals had too many deep balls that the Cowboys secondary couldn't stop or because they couldn't run the ball effectively with Zeke. So it's kind of offense or defense. No, I know. I know what you're saying. I'm saying if they lose, I would lean more towards just the offensive line not doing their job like they should. Then the second, then the Cowboys secondary not doing their job. Yeah. I, I mean, a little bit. I just... Derek, <sighs> the answer can be both. I mean, really, it, it could be. It could be the fact that, that, that you know, they can't get... The, the big play, I mean, they, they can't stop the big plays. And then on the flip side, they're kind of torn between do we try to get back in this game like we did in Denver? Do we run? We're not running as much. We're trying to kind of get get back quickly. And then you don't run. And then it, it could be both. I yeah. could see I could see them losing. I mean, that's, the Denver game was that they couldn't stop anyone and they couldn't run. No, I agree. I agree. Well, right now, both. I guess I'm, I'm just more trying to get to what do you think is the bigger problem. Trying to be the host of the show. And exactly. You're trying, to, <laughs> trying to get yeah. some discussion. I, I just think I that it. right now we're at the point like you can't <laughs> say which side is their strong side. I think right now they're just very close to each other. Like it could go either way. You know, they're just there's not a huge difference there where you're like, okay, they're stronger here right now. Uh, although you went into a long discussion no, that, that, about but that is that's really interesting to me that you guys you guys put the secondary in the same category with the Cowboys offensive line. Like, no, that's not what I'm doing. I just think I I expect that the secondary so it's is going to have an its ex- expectation. It's yeah. not necessarily yeah. about what's going to happen. I mean, it's like I don't think this running game is going to get shut down again. Right. I don't. I think they're going to run the ball really well. I think. I mean, you had a lot of things going here. You got Travis Frederick didn't play well. Tyron Smith, that whole line did not play well. Now we're questioning Zeke's effort, his commitment. Right. I think it all sets up for them running the ball really well. I know. That's what I'm saying. So, on top of the fact that I don't think that that defense is anywhere near, especially defensive front, anywhere near what you're saying the same thing. If they lose, it's not going to be because of that because they're going to run the ball well. If, right. But if they don't win, it's going to be because Jordan Lewis is going to have a hard time. They're just bombing. Larry Fitzgerald and those guys. And I guess the point I'm trying to make is I, I, don't, I really don't think the secondary can play below my expectations to the point where they would lose if they're running the ball the way that they're capable of. That's my point. So you think even if even if they're hitting some of those big plays, yes, they if the ab- Cowboys run the ball well, it doesn't matter. If the Cowboys play offense the way that they can, that shouldn't matter. That's why... It's a good point. Then that's why I care Best more. Best point you made all day. I only make <laughs> great points. And that's, no, what, that. that's why the running game matters. Because if they can't run the ball, then it's all screwed, as we saw last week. I all don't right. think we'll see... Those many like bad plays f- from the secondary, just because I have a feeling that the defensive line is going to be able to really help there to kind of ease off the load on those guys back there. So I think the defensive line is going to play a bigger role here and help those younger guys. That's a good point. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, um, Amber's going to bring back up this whole debate we've had about Dak. She actually went into the locker room Yay. and got Dak to actually – chime in on this debate that we've been having now for two weeks uh and then we're going to put it to bed and we're not going to talk about it ever again but we do want to have we have that audio of Dak talking about 
uh, his effectiveness in the first half versus the second half. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus, save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Back to the break. Welcome back to the break. This is Kent. And oh. hey, Ambar. Hey. <laughs> Tell us why Tommy John is the official. <laughs> We're back. Oh, I'm so sorry. We're going to go, Derek. It's Friday night. We're it's Friday. We just got paid. Here. Trying to get people to listen to your crappy <laughs> 90s R&B. I'm not saying it was a great song. I'm just saying I was just trying to figure out if you guys had heard it. Hey, uh, people call me TJ, uh-huh. short for Tiny Jim. But the only TJ you need in your life is Tommy John underwear. You can get some by going to TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. I'm wearing it right now, and I'm so comfortable, just so you know. That sounds TJ. That's true, too. I'd like to have yeah. him in my life. Well, Maybe. he's about ready to fit in. Tiny Jim. Does he wear Tommy John? He could. He, he, could, could, yeah, he could wear some Tommy John. No. No? Just, just no. Let's go. Move we on. We always make it so uncomfortable. Uh, the, no. It's hard not to. It's hard to. It's hard to do an underwear read and not have it be uncomfortable. Yeah, a little bit. Even though the whole point is that it is comfortable. It is true. Really Good point. Wrestle your boys. Good yeah. point, Nicholas. Okay. All right, let's um, let's let's get into this talk. I I don't even know how to set this up. Um, I'm gonna try to set it up, and Amber, feel free to jump in here at any point. But if you guys remember, I I want to say it was about a week and a half ago. Uh, it was like was right a, after week one. Okay, good. Well, a- Amber made Amber made this argument about Dak and the fact that he was better in the second half than he is in the first half. I think that's the right argument. No, nope. Nick disagrees. No. Listen, can that's I, not can the I right argument. I can do it. I can do it real quick. Okay, hey, okay. you lay it. We had a caller. He called in. He said, "Dak's poor starts are going to get us in trouble." And I said, "I think you have selective memory. You're thinking of the Packers game because he did have. You know, they they got off to a poor start. But if you go back and look, he actually starts off really well." He's, a, he's really good in the first few drives of the game. Dave had a great stat about that. So we kind of said, you know what? First, first, his starts are actually really good. I don't think that's accurate to say he starts off poorly. And then I disagreed because of what I remember, him being just not as good in the first half. Anyways, next day came by. I brought in some stats. After looking at the stats, I'm like, okay, yes, you guys are right. Obviously, the stats show that he was more productive in the first half. 
But then I got into breaking it down. Let's break it down by quarter, blah, blah, just to kind of prove as to why I thought the other way. And, and your argument when you looked at the stats and broke it down was that and I he was worse in the second quarter, which is not necessarily the first half, but in the second quarter is his worst quarter of the game, and he's better in the second half. Just breaking it down by quarters, I just it, it proved my point in my head <laughs> that he is more consistent and better in the second and half. And from what you say, we're – bombarded and attacked on so anyways media. i was i was talking overall because obviously you guys were right that he does start off with good you know making productive plays right there anyways so people on twitter were very passionate about this and <laughs> sent me so many lovely messages people that on twitter are the best yeah oh so kind and lovely so it motivated <laughs> me to go into the locker room and say you know what i really believe this way so let me see and ask the man himself so I went up to Dak and I said, hey, Dak, can you please tell me, do you feel that you're better just overall in general? Are you better in the first half or the second half? This was his answer. Definitely the second half. Um, even going back to last year, I think I just get more settled, get comfortable, have a better um, knowledge and feel of what the defense is doing. I can game plan all I want the first half uh, or, I mean, throughout the week to be ready for them. But once you get in the game, game plans always change and adjust. Uh, so for the most part, second half, I know what they're, they're doing. They're throwing at me. We make our adjustments, and I just kind of get in the group. So then I told him, I'm like, hey, did you know that stats-wise, you're better starting off the game? And he was surprised himself. He's like, seriously? Wow. It took him off guard just like it took me off guard when I saw it. So we are, we're on the same page here. Anyways, we got into discussion. Dave approached us, and we that's got one, into that's it. That's one way to say and it. Then, <laughs> and then we started talking about the whole thing again and kind of discussing this whole little argument once again. And, yeah, let's play the second audio. And that's what I said on the show yesterday. The only point I was trying to make is she said, I felt like they were better in the second half than in the first. And I said, the stats don't bear that out when you consider how many points and long drives and possession they had at the beginning yeah, but of the game. Games. But the game, so yeah, they had leads in the second half. They right. didn't have to score. You, know, you don't try to score as much. You try to run the ball the and you waste the time. So the numbers do lie. The numbers because can't we're lie. Not, we're not attacking. We're not trying to throw right. the ball and go score because we've already got a two-touchdown lead. I get that. And we're just burning time for the numbers. <laughs> wrong. Wrong. Yeah, numbers I mean, lie now. Numbers are numbers, numbers, numbers 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 I get that. Yeah, I mean, four quarters, you yeah. Get in there, Rob. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As you could tell, there, there was an extra voice there. Yeah. That was Clarence Hills. Clarence loves nothing better than to interject himself. What about the part the, where he uh, said, you Especially are when you're right, involved. Amber. Yeah, especially when you're involved. Uh, he, he did say, you're right, Amber. Uh, Dak agreed with me. But, again, we have to remember that this, the game in the second half, it is different than the first half. But, all, all in all, I just wanted to say... We're both kind of right. Hey. You got right but the, Nick at isn't. the beginning. No, Nick was <laughs> part of it. We're all kind of right. I'm just saying, like, I do have a fair point, and I'm, I just proved it. I'm Thank not, you very much, everyone. I'm Thank not uh, – Go home. <laughs> <laughs> You're free to go Drop home now. Drop the mic. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with the guy that runs the offense, but – well, but he's point. wrong. Is that no, what you're no, about to say? No, no, I'm not going to say that. But, but I still think my point has merit. Yeah, it does have merit, and, and it's yeah. just—it's a little bit different. We're, now we're talking about the quarterback's comfort level in the second half. I sure as hell hope he's more comfortable in the second half. 
I mean, that, that shouldn't all players be? I That's saw- actually that hap- That was a. I mean, this was this took up like half of locker room last week. Yeah, uh, it Dak, was last Friday. It was Dak Luke. Well, like I guess it started all with just a conversation with me and Dak, and then right. people just and then everybody was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Were y'all getting loud? Is that why people yes. started jumping in? Yeah. Dak so. looped in <laughs> Jeff Heath and Anthony Hitchens. Oh, really? So he other was, players were, cl- were oh, commenting Dak on this as well. He was yeah. like, y'all play better in the first half or the second. They were like. Second, no, obviously. Jeff Heath, both. Oh yeah, that's yeah, true. Nice. Did say both. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Good times. So good anyways, time. um, yeah, there's that. So. So Amber was right. Uh, like we we both were. We all were right. Amber you know, Amber I, was right. Amber moved the goalposts a little bit to use a football <laughs> term, but that's okay. All right, let's get some phone calls. Two one four eight seven two twenty one zero two. Again, it's two one four eight seven two. 2102 is the number. Hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. Let's start with a call from Rob in Vegas. Rob, what up? Hey, everybody. Hey. How you doing? You know, I think this is, you know, I'm not saying a big game because it's the third game of the season. It's a big game because of Dave's attitude. This is the first time this team really got their butts kicked. I know they lost the Green Bay game. But then the season was over, so you had all these months, and then they came out uh, the first game against the Giants. So now this is now they're starting to hear, you know, they're talking about Zeke. Now is Dak the guy, you know, the offensive line. So I think just to put all that to rest, I, I think this is a big game, and I think they're going to perform really well. You know, it, it's funny. Last year, I would always we would always talk about Lucky Whitehead running that jet sweep. And we said, you know, that's all this guy does. But it always worked. And I like to see them maybe run that again with maybe uh, Switzer. You know, I haven't seen much of this kid, but I always hear that he's good in the open field. So maybe they could get back to running some of those plays, some of those bootlegs. I don't think he's thrown a pass yet to Hannah or I can't remember number 87. He used to always throw that Swain. bootleg throw to him. You know, get back to doing stuff that they're more comfortable with instead of flinging the ball down the field. But I think this is going to be a, a, a beat down. I think they're going to come out and, and really, uh, Hey, if you want to be a Super Bowl contender, like they're supposed to be, like Nick says, you win these games, you beat teams like this. All right. Thanks for the call. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about two games. We, we've seen a, a good performance. We've seen a really, really bad one. So it's, it's still a small sample size. We don't know exactly what, what to expect. So yeah, you start getting into the third game. You can, Kind of tell a little bit more. Uh, I think they're going to have an aggressive defense, but I don't think that they'll have one that that should you know shut down the Cowboys. But we'll see. This I'll say this. I, I'm I would be very impressed if this is a beatdown in a home opener against a talented team that has been in the playoffs and came close to making the playoffs last year ish. They weren't great last year, but they I mean they won seven or eight games. So that would that would be surprising. But I. I, I I agree with him. I'd like to see more of that, especially this is an aggressive defense. You can assume they're going to bring pressure. I think boot actions and play actions and play fakes would probably work well against these guys. I actually wrote in my column yesterday, I would love to see more of Ryan Switzer. You know, Once he kind of gets acclimated and gets comfortable, I don't know how you get him on the field. And I think that's going to be a problem that they face all year. I think I, I personally would just like to see him do the role that, that Lucky had last year, you know. Two times a game, use that jet sweep. And yep. I think that helps get him the ball, let him make some plays with his legs, which that's Even what he was in college. He was a guy that, you know, you get him the ball and, and on special teams, he made plays. And so I'd like to see him do that, especially 
I would want to see that last week in a game we were having a hard time just running straight and running yeah. wide. That's an opportunity to be able to throw a little wrinkle in it and just see if you can loosen up that defense a bit. Having said that, like I said yesterday, I think one of the strengths of this defense is their side-to-side speed. I don't know how much I want to try to stretch them because they're really good at getting to guys behind the line. No, and to be honest with you, let me be clear. I'm not I'm not so much thinking that it's necessarily going to net a ton of yards. Yeah. It just creates no. one more wrinkle like that I they s- have to be aware of that may if, open something up for Zeke too, right? Even if Switzer doesn't take the ball on those fakes, it, right. I mean, if you give them a half second of hesitation, sometimes that's all you need. Exactly. That's exactly right. All right, let's get a call from uh, a question from Twitter. I know I'm looking ahead, but when Irving is backed, who do you think will be cut? When who's back? I'm sorry. Irving. Irving. Oh. I said it in a Spanish accent. You are. Irving. You <laughs> yeah. are looking ahead. <laughs> That's, that's why, yeah. It's always like that's always an interesting question to talk about. I love talking about roster moves and how you make up the roster. It's very interesting to me. But I mean, you know, knock on wood, but somebody could tear their ACL on Monday night. You, Things you, change so fast. It's, there's no way to predict what the roster is going to look like in two weeks. You know, two games from. Which is amazing to say. But it is it's true. It's very but, true. Yeah. Yep. So it's. I mean, if everybody's healthy, then you you have to take a look at your running backs. You have to take a look at. You know, if Cheeto and Carroll come back, you could look at Ben A. Ben Wickery, your last cornerback. You could look at Noah Brown, uh, something like that. But it's so hard to predict what that's going to look like in two weeks. Speaking of Ben A. Ben Wickery, do you, do you know the terms under which the Cowboys have to give the pick? How much time does, does he have to play? Three or four weeks on the 46-man roster. So, so this presu- presumably would be the first. If week. he's active, it would be yeah. the first. So yeah. you would you would actually not get to that point. If he played every game from here on until Irving was available, I you wouldn't get to that point. I don't believe so. Okay. Yeah, that's and that's, that's what made Elliott such a yeah. candidate to be cut was that they they get their pick back now. Not that these are huge picks. I don't no, think. No, but you want to hold on to your picks, picks right? If you They're can. still picks. Yeah. Okay. Let's get another question from Twitter. So, who would be the most concerning guy slash position for this game? Hmm. Um, having Cowboys? having defended or having attacked the running game the way that I have this whole game, this whole show, I'll go the defensive backs. That's this is a team with big play potential, and you are injured and inexperienced back there. That's a recipe for trouble. So they need to be on their game. Can you limit it to one guy? You have to choose one. You know, shockingly, uh, I guess between the three, you got to say Jordan Lewis because it's his second game in the NFL. But I, I'm not. I don't feel that worried about him. I really thought. I know he wasn't great, but like for a guy playing his first NFL snaps. I didn't think he was terrible yeah. in the circumstances he was thrown into in Denver. So, And didn't you point this out, Nick, the other day, how if you were to look at all those guys yeah. on there, you would think that, that he wasn't the one that was the rookie? I would say yeah. Nolan Carroll was playing yes. like a rookie. Like, he, he wasn't fast. He wasn't Carroll. Carroll lost. would be the guy that would scare me if I thought he was going to play. I'll say Jordan Lewis, but I don't feel as bad about him as I would about Nolan Carroll. I need a lot more out of Terrence Williams, I think, with, with the way Dez is going to be locked up. I mean, you, Terrence has got to make some plays. We've talked about it early. I think Cole Beasley will, will – that's just kind of a given. He'll have some some routes underneath, but they've got to win some on the outside. They, they've got to f- spread the ball and really make it, you know, a full, what, 50 yards, 53 yards, whatever it is. got to play sideline to sideline and use everybody, and I think Terrence is going to be a big part of that. So he, he's got to play well in this game. They need him. Amber? Do you have something on that one? 
No. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought I will, I will, are you going to give yours? Oh, sure. I'll give mine. I, I actually think it is going to be the secondary, and I, I would lay, get it down to, to Byron Jones. I think we're at the point in, in Byron's career where I think he's going to have to start making more plays. It's not. I don't think it's going to be enough as a first-round pick for him just to be okay. I think at some point he's going to have to make some consequential plays that change games, and I think he has the ability. I certainly think he has the ability. Um, and I think we've seen moments where there were flashes that say, man, look at that. He's got the athletic ability. So I think it's it's time for him to do that. And I think in this game, again, that offense to me is all predicated on them being able to make big plays down the field. And I think that means that, that your safety, particularly Byron, is going to have to have a good game if you're going to stop that. And I have a feeling that him along with Jeff Heath are going to have a good game this weekend. I don't, I don't know why. I'm just still – I haven't lost hope on them. I keep waiting for them to kind of show off because I, I feel – I really truly believe that they can be great. Like they have all the physical – ability and capacity to do everything they can and have a great game they just don't or haven't really shown that just yet that would yeah. be I'm big. Waiting. real quick we don't have very much time we got about a minute and a half but real quick since this is the last show let's get some predictions we don't have to do crazy predictions today but just predictions on the game uh, we'll start with you amber what's your prediction for the game this week hmm. i'll jump in there when actually, he, since we don't go have first? a lot of time let's go yeah i, I think the cowboys are going to win um I, it'll be it'll be a tough game, but I think that they, they will bounce back in in a lot of ways. I think they win thirty one nineteen. Damn, that's pretty high. I think uh, another another encouraging night for the Dallas pass rush. Two sacks. Um, I think I think they're gonna win. I think it's gonna be closer than that. Uh, I'll say twenty seven, twenty four, something like that. I don't know, but I think of it so. We got two extremes of really good, really bad. I think they'll meet somewhere in the middle. This, I think of this as I'm still giving them the benefit of the doubt from last year and just kind of assuming that they're that caliber team, and this is the payoff game. This game is going to inform my decisions for the rest of the year, um, or at least for the, you know, the next month or so or whatever. This, how well they play here, I think, gives us our best true indicator of what they actually are. 26-21, Cowboys, and I'm still waiting for Switzer to score his first touchdown. I don't know how because I don't think he'll be much on the field, but uh, I'm still waiting for that one. All right. I think the Cowboys win this game. I think it's a 24-16 game. I think the offense moves the ball well, and I think they score touchdowns this week. I think uh, they've basically been challenged after last week, and I think they answer the bell. Um, I do think that Arizona will move the ball. I don't think they'll get in the end zone as often. I think it'll be a similar game to what we saw a lot last year from the Cowboys defense where they'll give up a lot of yards, but then they'll, they'll stiffen up when it gets closer to the goal line. They'll hold them from getting touchdowns. That also fits with what we've seen from Arizona. They'll have the big plays that'll get them down the field, but won't be able to convert those to touchdowns. They'll, they'll end up with field goals more often than not. So I look at it as a 24-16 game Cowboys win. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. Remember, on Monday at noon, uh, two for the road. That'll be Brian Broaddus and Nate. They'll be up at noon to talk what the to hell? Us, get you guys ready for the game. And then we'll be back on Tuesday to tell you what went right and what went wrong for the Cowboys Monday night football. Until then, for Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!